Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to today's Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Bertie Murphy, Head of Customer Experience at PwC Advisory. How are you doing, Bertie? I'm great. Good morning. So can you tell me a bit about your background, Bertie? So uh, I lead out the customer consultancy practice at uh, PwC. So we work with um, clients to deliver a customer-focused transformation across their businesses. Um, we deliver integrated solutions that encompass uh, people, process, and technology. Uh, and, and our focus is on delivering value back to those businesses Uh to, 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 to resonate additional profits and success. And I guess you, you're looking out for some example, a company that can actually, uh, when they move to a new system, they can save money because it's all online or digital based. Absolutely, yeah. So we're, we support a number of clients in terms of digital transformation. And um, certainly that's been accelerated um, over recent times of COVID and the challenges that has presented to businesses. Yeah, because I can imagine right now uh, a lot of businesses aren't probably weren't geared to work from home. And certainly they've been told they're going to work from home and setting that up and making, making it it's, it's secure and safe is probably a big challenge. Yes, uh, that, that's an area we're supporting a number of clients on. Um, there, there's a couple of different areas there that clients are struggling on in terms of the technology um, underpinning delivery in a work from home environment. Also, um, cybersecurity challenges in terms of work from home. And just core operational delivery as well, and, and how to do that effectively from work from home. Um, one of the other areas that we're having a lot of conversations around is people engagement in a work from home environment also. Yeah, and I guess it's getting used to using stuff like Zoom. For me, Zoom was something that a couple of years ago wasn't used much, but now it's, it's grown everywhere. Yeah, I think video um, platforms in terms of um, meetings and moving to, to using video platforms for meetings is, is an area that businesses have adopted to very quickly. And, you know, it's been a key enabler in driving business continuity across the period of COVID. Yeah. Now, talking about uh, online and all that kind of stuff, tell me more about the proposed online safety and media regulation bill proposed by the government. Yes, so I think there's general agreement out there that there is an issue with harmful content online and certainly at the forefront of government agendas internationally has been the protection of citizens and in particular children from that harmful content online. And here in Ireland, we have um, a proposed bill called the Online Safety and Media Regulation Bill. So that bill will see the creation of an online safety commissioner and that commissioner will have binding powers to regulate harmful content online. Um, the scope of the online services that may be regulated is quite broad and certainly companies need to be aware um, that these new regulations are coming and they need to prepare. And uh, this online safety commissioner, do you think it's a good idea? So, um, 
over over the past number of years, um, social media services, video sharing platforms, and other um, online services that allow um, the sharing of content have grown dramatically, and um, they permeated um, all aspects of society. And the platforms themselves have adopted different approaches to how they address and manage harmful content on their platforms. And they've all developed um, their own rules and standards against this. And that's been key. Um, Look, these platforms are very focused on creating a safe environment for their users. And they're also very much focused on creating a safe environment for their advertisers. Obviously, advertisers don't want their brands associated with harmful content. So those platforms have developed um, in-house content moderation teams and technology to identify um, harmful content and seek to remove it. Um, the, 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 the challenge, as I said, is um, those rules and standards are different across different services and platforms. So what you see here is a standardization and a new bar coming through regulation that um, these companies will need to meet and exceed. Yeah, because I can imagine it's a bit like the Irish Film Censor. Everybody who's put through a film to Ireland has to agree to the same standards. Yeah, and I, I think, again, like, it, you know, I think there's comparisons to multiple industries over time that have grown up quite quickly. Yeah. And then, then we've seen regulation come in to drive a standardisation of approach um, across the industry. Uh, and I think, again, clarity is good here as well for, for, for the platforms. They'll understand their, the expectations that are placed upon them and what they'll need to do. And I think also, I mean, like other regulations that we've seen, um, you know, it almost becomes a badge of honour to show that you are meeting these standards and exceeding them. And that you can advertise to users that your online service is a safe place for them and that you're meeting the standards as set out by the new online safety commissioner. And also it's a way of guaranteeing you get more people advertising on on your service because you're meeting the standards and exceeding them as well. Absolutely, and key to key to the success of these platforms is um, revenues from advertisers. So again, yes, it would be a badge of honor in terms of go to market to attract new advertisers to your platform. You want more of a scenario where you, you have the uh, where you know that when you put your advertisements on on a, on a platform, you know that you you're you're lining with proper content. Yeah. So. Um, you know, the, the platforms will have, um, for advertisers, the ability to select different types of content that they want to be associated with yeah. on their platform. So there's, there, there's, there's technology systems and solutions that allow that. And certainly, um, I know advertisers engage in the platforms are very proactive in terms of defining very clearly what they want their brands associated with yeah. on the platform. And I guess also in the long term, we'll end up seeing a lot less fake news as fact-checking becomes more rigorous. So, yes, there's a lot of focus out there around fake news at the moment um, and fact-checking around it. This new online uh, safety and media regulation bill 
doesn't doesn't address that. It's very much focused on harmful content as it's laid out at the moment. Now they have set out mechanisms therein where other categories of content may be introduced over time. Yeah. And that would require them to go back to the Oireachtas for approval. But certainly internationally, we're seeing um, a focus on fake news. We're seeing other jurisdictions looking to put regulations in place around the timeliness of intervention, how fact-checking is done in terms of fake news, etc., on platforms. Yeah. So one could envisage that this would be something that would be addressed in time. Because yeah, I'm thinking of right now, with COVID at the moment, you get a lot of stories coming out on, on online that actually isn't actually uh, accurate or true. And it might be saying, oh, this is a Bill Gates conspiracy or a George Soros, something else. And in a way, it could be harmful because it's it's telling people to don't follow the rules, you're going to be fine. Yeah, it, it, it's a challenge. Yeah. And also, I guess that with this new role, this person is, is a kind of a bit like the Commissioner of Ireland. She's a piece... Part of the police force of Europe for uh, online content. So yeah, uh, some of this has um, come from um, an EU directive, right? So the um, Audiovisual Media Services Directive, and um, that directive was very much focused on the convergence of traditional media and online media, um, and is very much focused on video. Um, based content. So uh, what that's brought into scope is platforms where video content is a large element of what the platform does and is part of the essential functionality of that online service. So for those platforms with um, you know, video is an essential function where their EU headquarters is based in Ireland. Yeah. Ireland will be the regulator on a cross-EU basis for video content on those platforms. And what about, for example, podcasting and audio? Is that going to be uh, look, looked into as well? So, yes, audio will be in scope. Um, again, that will be... Um, a, a, category of content underneath the, the regs and that will be regulated for on an Ireland basis by um, the Online Safety Commissioner. That's good to know because it's good to know that at last someone's taken an active approach to make sure that that, uh, that our family and children aren't going to be aren't seeing content they shouldn't see. Yeah, and obviously just to add to that, that will be if the particular platform or category um, is designated. It, it is up to the commissioner to decide which categories of online services fall under the remit of the commissioner. And I guess also, if you break these rules, there'll be fines in place. So... There, there, there's three levels in terms of mechanisms available to the online safety commissioner. So the first is called a compliance notice. So um, this is where the online safety commissioner will notify uh, an online service and um, that they need to be in compliance um, with the regulations and that the online safety commissioner has formulated a view that they aren't in compliance and they'll need to come back with a plan 
yeah. to put themselves in compliance. The next stage is a warning notice if they don't um, meet the meet the requirements as set out in the, the previous compliance notice. And under that, they'll need to actually set out um, what they're going to do in a time scale to actually get into compliance. Yeah. And finally, there's there's sanctions then thereafter. So there's three um, different types of sanctions. There's financial-based sanctions. There's um, compelling a platform or service to take an action. And there is a takedown or blocking of the service in Ireland as well as another potential sanction. And I guess the takedown block then is, is going to be something that's done in the very last resort. Yeah, and I think like one of the things that potentially they'll seek to address in this is, you know, the the very rogue new maybe online service that appears, you know, that may have, you know, a complete um, harmful aspect to it that, you know, cannot be, you know, isn't actually being run as a, a, a business per se and is just being run as uh, maybe, you know, to promote terrorism or something like that yeah. and you know take that notice might be the only way to get at that service and uh, block it and what steps do social media companies take to prepare for this so very much at this stage we're suggesting that companies put a roadmap in place and that's the first stage the second stage is you know conduct a readiness assessment where am I at today in terms of managing powerful content on my platform and plan for early engagement with the regulator look the bill is coming soon um, over the next couple of months and the online safety commission will be put in place um, who in your organization is going to be responsible um, who's going to keep abreast of what's happening and ensure that you, your company or, or online service is, is set up for success against these regulations. So in a way, it's a bit like GDPR, you got to have a data control data controller in place as well. Um, there, there isn't any requirement to have a, a particular role in place within your business that has responsibility for this, but yeah. we would recommend that you do, you do, you do appoint someone. Yeah, because I, I think if no one's if no one is appointed for that job, how how do you make sure it's getting done? Because you might say, oh, John, your turn this week. Then Fred, your turn next week. It's not going to be the, it's not going to get it done, is it? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, accountability is great, and an organisation tries to set of behaviours to, to to push something through and get it done. I guess if you're a smaller business, it's probably easier to to have someone to do it. You can say, well. Because we're small, that's your job. But when you're a big company, you got to sit down and make sure it's the right person for the job because it's so big. You got to a big company. Well, I, th- I think a lot of this would fit into mechanisms that a lot of the large, larger companies would have in place already. They will have large content moderation teams. They will have, you know, heads of public policy. They would have, you know, internal audits and other teams that will be focused on this already. Yeah. Um, if if harmful content and managing harmful content is a big aspect in our business already, I guess basically they were just looking to make to make sure that their brand isn't damaged at any point. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be a key consideration here. Like you do, you don't want your brand, uh, you know, being seen to be non-compliant here, and uh, certainly, you know, as I said at the at the, at the outset. 
I think it'll be seen as a badge of honour in time because you'll want users to come to your platform and to be a safe arena for them um, to, 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 to use. And obviously advertisers is a key element of a lot of the platforms here that will, will come into scope. Um, so having that safe environment will be really, really important and fundamental to their success. And I guess also it'll make parents more reassured that they can have their ch- children on that platform knowing they won't get anything harmful coming coming their way. Yes, and that's a key focus. Protection of children is a key focus here. Um, and the, the the regulations talk about you know the potential to be exposed to harmful content and the risk and um, the, the 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 the. The, the, the amplification of content as well, so the spread of it. Um, so those will be characteristics that the Online Safety Commissioner thinks about when it comes to designating online services and making them um, meet the, the, the compliance objectives set out under the, the Online Safety Bill. And I guess also they're trying to make sure that data isn't harvested necessarily as well. Oh, that that'll be out of scope here. That'll be um, that'll continue to be a matter for the Data Protection Commissioner. Yeah. Um, one thing that is called out here though is that the Online Safety Commissioner will need to work closely with the Data Protection Commissioner and also work with uh, closely with Ongarshi Khan as well in terms of criminal offence matters. Yeah, because you don't want a scenario where you have a child is fourteen or fifteen on that platform and they're and they're asked for for data. To clean data to fill in that they don't need to they don't need to give away. So that kind of stuff is going to be important as well, I guess. Yeah, cer- certainly. Uh, again, not my area of expertise. Yeah. though, that would be data protection commissioner. So. Yeah, and I, I I guess that when it's coming into place, this is going to be it's going to be a win win for for tech companies coming to Ireland because when we when we're trying to sell Ireland to companies from abroad from America to come here, the fact that we've got this in place. That to them is going to be a big win because they can then say, "Look to our shoulders, look where we're going to go, going to be based. We're based in the country, so that actively making sure that our content is safe, secure, and and uh, and is not going to cause any damage." So yeah, I think a key a key tenant of our success is having a robust kind of legal environment that's safe for companies to operate on strong regulatory approach. Um, but fair proportionate as well. I think uh, yeah. that's well well understood internationally, and it's a key tenant to our success as a, as a country. And I I can see basically uh, this is something that could be uh, it is a tend to be replicated worldwide in the Europe or just in Ireland. So. Obviously, the, the international countries, um, a number of them have already um, implemented laws in this area, right, uh, in terms of how harmful content is managed on online services. Obviously, the EU directive is pan-European, and there's an expectation in all EU member states to implement a directive. Um, at an international level, there are... Um, different countries have different rules and regulations that they have implemented and some some are very mature and, and some are, are getting there. Well, that, that that's kind of good to hear and I'm glad basically that uh, we're doing something that's proactive and is, is going to help in the future with, with people going online. They're not going to be 
going to have problems to deal with? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's very much focused on four categories, powerful content, yeah. um, you know, categories that are a criminal offence to disseminate, um, another category is cyberbullying uh, material, um, material that promotes self-harm, material that promotes eating disorders. So there, there are four broad categories, obviously, within the regs, there's a lot of detailed definitions of exacting what those are. Yeah, because I can imagine basically somebody who's who's been cyberbullied online, and they're gonna, they're gonna, there's it's not gonna be a nice time to go on a platform and see that happening quite a bit. So it's good if you can regulate that and make sure that comes basically non-existent. Yeah, I I think non-existence is always going to be a challenge. I think really what 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 it's focused on here is to stop the spread and amplification of that. So. Mm. You know, if it is harmful content that it's not spreading and being amplified and being exposed to multiple users on the platform and those being impacted by it. And also, I guess I'm thinking also of maybe body shaming, for example, another thing that has to be kept in check as well. Again, would fall into the category of cyberbullying, I would say. Yes. That's something that I've seen people been told, oh, oh, you don't have the perfect body or you don't look great. When in my view, they're young, they're healthy, they're still growing. Give them a chance to get used to themselves. And when they're older, they'll realize what to do with themselves. Don't tell them what to do because it's not nice been been told you have to be a certain way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's creating a safe environment and protecting people from harmful content that's yeah. got an impact upon them negatively. Yes, that's what's about. So is there anything else you want to add to the podcast or you think you've covered a lot or enough? Um, one one is kind of the rules and the safety codes and, and, and you know, what those are going to be. Um, so, I mean, it's, it, it's going to set out um, basically how um, online services need to minimise the availability of harmful content and the steps they need to take. There's yeah. going, they're going to have to have a user complaint and issue handling process in place within the online service. And they're going to have to conduct risk and impact assessments yeah. um, in relation to the availability of powerful online content. And they're going to have reporting obligations as well back to the Online Safety Commissioner in terms of how they deal with um, harmful content and how efficient and effective they are uh, in terms of addressing harmful content on their platform or service. Yeah, and I guess also at the moment you're going to make sure that when you want to access these, these complaint forms, etc., that's easily found in a website and not hidden away in some back page somewhere. Yeah, having a robust, um, you know, transparent, um, easy for the user to access um, user complaint mechanism and, uh, you know, actually addressing those complaints and uh, managing them in in an effective and efficient way will be really, really important. Yeah. Thanks so much for that. Have a great, take care, have a great day. Listen, thank you so much, Rona.